Oh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Joel. Joel, how was your morning so far? So far, so damn good. You know what I mean? That's I mean, good. how about your morning, sir? That's good. It was. Uh, I think we got the workout of the week today. I will be joining this afternoon. It's very exciting. Today's a special day. Today is the fiftieth. Now, special is arbitrary because why is fifty special? I don't know. Everyone celebrates the fiftieth for some reason. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, fifty is a lot. But I was realizing. Because I want us thinking about that, too. I was like, hey, it's the 50th. But I was like, wait, why is it? Like, what happened to the 40th and the 30th? So and the 50th 20th? episode means 50th week in a row. 50th week in a row. That we've done this. That means mm-hmm. we're two weeks away from completing a year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 See? yeah. I thought about that, too. I was like, damn, it's already almost been a year. It's almost been a year, which is crazy. Because if you had to, if you asked me, I would guess we started in October. We yeah, actually started yeah. the very beginning of May. Yeah, that was when Casey was around. Yeah, long, long time mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's been... So then we probably should have celebrated our 42nd. <laughs> See, but that, that it gets complicated. <laughs> it gets complicated. And so today we... Um, we'll just call that our one year. We asked in our private Facebook group or the Black Wolf pri- uh, Facebook group for ideas on topics of discussion. And we had two recommended to us. And yeah. then Mila has thrown another one our way. Thank you, Mila. Thank you, Mila. And um, I don't really have anything else to talk about. So I wanted to kind of just jump into that. And Mila asked us, how do we start working together? Nah, and so nah, nah, nah. That's a good one. it was good one. three years ago now. And it was in Lindale Park, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful historic neighborhood on the other side of I-45. So it's on the east side of I-45. It's a stone's throw away. It is. It is probably if we jogged to the old location, it'd be less than a mile. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be winded. We would not. Well, I haven't worked out in a while. Um, <laughs> You've been working out. I have been working out. You're right. I can't say that anymore. Yeah, so yeah. we could definitely run there with maybe out with not being too winded. And we, I was running the show over there. It was a very different time, a very different space, a very mm-hmm. different business. Mm-hmm, but to tell mm-hmm. the story, I think Joel has the best perspective because it's more about a story of him making it happen. I had very little to do. I did not recruit him. I did not find him. I found, he, he, I found the gym. He made it as easy on me as possible. So, uh, so true. Joel, how did how did it come to be that we started to work together? Well, without all the the other all the other nonsense, I saw a um, I saw that on Instagram you had posted hiring on Black Wolf Cro- on the Black Wolf CrossFit Instagram page, and before that, the last time I had seen you was for a free week in November of 2015, which prompted me to get my L1. Because I got my ass kicked on that week of CrossFit. And I didn't know how CrossFit worked because I remember one of the days I showed up twice. I showed up twice in one day. I was like, oh, it's the same workout all day. I didn't know that that's how, how CrossFit worked. Because, you know, different people, different groups of classes, different hours. People got to do things different times a day. Yada, yada, yada. So after that week, I was like, man, I got to get into this. So I got my L1. I did it backwards. You know, some of you just like do CrossFit first. You and did. You really learned. did. I, I, went, I went all backwards. And then from there... Months passed by, shadowed out another gym, and then I saw you had posted the hiring, and I was like, oh, let me go over here. Maybe he remembers me. Fun fact, my first uh, impression of Ben, wow, this guy's a dick. But, 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 I will say I was late on my first day, so I was like, that's probably why. So there's that. I had missed my exit, showed up late. Ben was sitting on against the wall, gave me that look like this motherfucker walking in here late. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, go do this. I'm like, oh, this guy's a dick. But I understand that I was late, so my fault. Anyways, and, move. and I was probably a dick. Probably, probably, and I was probably, probably a dick. in a bad. So mood. Sure, should have been on time, but and probably in a bad. I mood. think late. It was for 5 a.m. too. Re- I know responses that. to late people is something that I've somewhat improved on. <laughs> not completely. So don't get you don't get your hopes up. I, I'm not happy you're late, but uh, <laughs> now being mad, actually mad that you're late. I've I've kind of, I've it's honestly I've lost hope, but uh, I let it come across as hey, traffic happens, things yeah. happen. Yeah. It's harder to understand why you're late at 5 a.m. or late at mm-hmm. 6 a.m. No. But I still there's no reason to get mad because what's gonna change? I'm gonna let you work out, yeah. and so yeah, as yeah. long yeah. as you're not chronically late, we're good. But I was back then I was. I could guarantee I was an asshole. We'll say we ha- we we have a good system starting to come come about the lateness though. You know, if you miss the warm up, you miss the class. That's true. You miss the warm up, you miss the class. Remember that, folks. Uh, but moving on. Um, so I saw the interview. I saw the the post, and I was like, oh, let me go. Let me. I emailed you. I remember that. I emailed you. I didn't shoot a text, even though I did have your number because I wrote it down when I stopped by and discovered it after going to a restaurant. I I saw the there were cars. It was late at night. I saw the big blue strip in the wall you remember the blue wall ball stripe yeah like, what is this place is this a is this one of those crossfit things that blue is called 
Clipper Ship Blue. Clipper Ship Blue. Clipper Ship Blue. Still might, remember getting that from Lowe's, I believe. Might bring it back. Might yeah. bring it back on the wall. You never know. But uh, from there, I came and interviewed you. I sent you an email. You sent me an email back. You invited me over, and then uh, I showed up on the motorcycle. Yep. I remember that. Yep. Uh, probably got some douchebag points from, no. the, from the jump. You're a real badass. <laughs> oh, who's this guy coming in here with this motorcycle and his steel-toe boots right after work? From there, you we kind of you just we went through the question process. What are the interests? What do you what do you want to get into? What are you into now? And then from there, it was just showing up one class. Like get, you gave me a class at a time, and my first solo class was the Thursday morning. Yep. Back then, we were doing ROM wads right after the workouts. Which which it, we we've said this in previous podcasts. Joel was thrown in too early, but um, he was forged through the fire of hate and vitriol from unaccepting athletes and now that's why he's such a great coach yeah you know like when they do the you know them shows it's medieval times you got that the the what's his name oh god i don't what know where you're going wait, with hold this. on what's the damn person that messes with the steel i can't believe i forgot this the blacksmith the blacksmith, the blacksmith. Darn it, darn it. blacksmith you know they're beating on that sword beating on it and just beating the light those were the athletes on joel yeah that was the, the yeah so everyone everyone else was the blacksmith i was the sword being forged but look right? at him now but look at me look now at okay i was now. real timid and shy and always always nervous and eh, three two one go now i'm yelling and whatnot and but yeah what's not yeah back then aurelia was leaving yeah adrian was leaving yeah so it was just ben and i yeah ben and no. i and nicole and no, nicole, too. nicole don't, too yeah. don't sell her yeah. it's fun to sell her short but don't sell her short <laughs> no nicole was there as well um actually when i came back Nicole was there just working out. She wasn't a coach yet. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. It was that summer. Yeah, it It was was after Adriana left. Was that the same year she left, or did Adriana leave a year later? Uh, Summer 16, I. Did you do a summer program? Did you do any kids? No. Okay, then it must have been that summer. Because summer she was there. She did a kids program. Okay. Yeah, no, I was summer 16. Yeah. Summer 16. There was songs about summer 16. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a fairy tale since then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we lived happily ever after. Yeah, it was, it's going. It's going great. No stress whatsoever. No stress. The Disney movies are accurate. Everything yeah. gets fixed when you mm-hmm. find your man. Just the heavens open up. Yeah, yeah, that rainbows and sunshine. All of it. So that's that. So that's how it started. Thank you for asking. And look at where we're at love. now. Um, for those that don't know, we worked out on less space than what's on the freestyle mats. Yeah, we really did. So it's about eighteen hundred square feet, but mm-hmm. that didn't include where the. All the equipment was, mm-hmm. was stored in the same mm-hmm. room. All the moving happened in one day, uh-huh. February 2017. Uh huh. Yeah, yep. we had so much help. Y'all were then, amazing. Yes, all thank the you trailers, for all helping. the trucks. And we got into this giant building, and yeah, a day really. A day. It was um, pretty incredible. So there's there's a there's a picture online. You'd have to look for it, but it was the gym. We were people were sitting in the middle on the couch that's now right in front of the office. Yeah. And it's just like. It's just, it's just way different. You'd have to look. I'd have to find it. We'll find it. Repost it. I think that'd be fun to, to attach. To this. Little flashback Friday. So that can kind of bring us to what Jay asked. Jay had asked us to talk about what we've kind of learned over the years, and since that can kind of be seen as a vague question, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there could be so much. Let's go with. It's for you, it could be as simple as, what, what are a few things that you've learned as a result of coaching so directly from your interaction leading people teaching people helping people um because you weren't any sort of coach before this it wasn't like you were a trainer no um and so that that was a big shift i was i was looking into it sure the whole coaching personal trainer thing because i felt like i could be a positive influence of sorts i I felt like i could be a leader within that realm it was funny because it was this was told to me by some dude at another gym. Like he was, he's real big into church, like real big into helping people. Like he had a, he has a, I forgot what it's called. I haven't talked to this guy in forever since I left that place, but he had a, what do you call it? An organization? Um, damn it, foundation. Not a foundation, a nonprofit. He ran, he helped run, helped run a nonprofit at his church, and like. He like read like he like read right through me. He's like, hey, you know, you hold yourself to a high standard. If you don't meet it, like you're not happy with that. You're 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 a leader and all this stuff. And like those re- those words really stuck to me. And that's that was right before I got the L one. I was like, you know, I should get my L one. Maybe this could like grow into something. And sure. it really has. Uh, and I feel like I have like helped positively like influence people or like just I don't know, just been a good 
piece like good energy for people to like feed off of and like actually feel motivated to do things not with like showcase like hey look at my body look at my abs you could do this but like let them know like hey like this is meant to be this can be fun like you can work and have fun at the same time and work on your health and whatnot um so as far as that like there's that like being a positive influence inside the gym and somewhat outside through Instagram, but like the social media thing, like that's that's a tricky thing to work in its own. Uh, but networking has been a big thing, like getting to like know people. Like it's it you you remember back in the day where people were like, oh, no new friends. I, these are my my friends. Like no new friends. Sure. You remember that? So I was never really into that. Like I've always liked expanding my circle, and I feel like here my circle has expanded beyond what beyond what I ever thought could have been. Sure. Like my circle of friends. Like I have so many friends here so many connections so many people willing to help like there are so many people here that do so many different things like hey you know i know this guy that does that maybe i could have help here right um reaching out and uh i feel like that's been a big thing um also like understanding like the other the troubles that people have that aren't fitness related Mm -hmm. that affect their fitness like being more aware of that has helped me become like a better coach like knowing that oh it's not just that you're not it's not that oh you're eating bad like there's other things affecting why you eat bad maybe you have a shitty day like not a shitty job but like you're not a fan of your job you know might be a shitty job yeah or probably have a shitty job like that's that's usually the norm um or like maybe you're being in some sort of way neglected within your relationship or just i don't know there's just so many factors that affect how people perform or how they act and it's like being more aware of that now i've gotten i've gotten better at reading people like yeah absolutely so like i don't know it's 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 so strange like it's and also like i didn't i brought this up to you like a long time in the podcast a long time ago in the podcast that every day we're interacting with so many people some people don't do that like it's just home work go home and at work it's just they're interacting with one person and it's that one person they need to get the job done and that's all they want to do right and here we get to interact with all sorts of walks of life throughout the day yeah and I it's think, pretty nuts i think that that's yes um you really nailed it with with the network um no matter what walk of life you come from mm-hmm. there's someone different in here yeah yeah and for me you know i'm some of my closest athletes did not come from the same neighborhood I came from, did not come from the same schools I came from. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really, really fortunate to know that. Mm-hmm. At the other end, there are people that are way more educated than me, way more experienced than me, and mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to know them mm-hmm. because we need to know uh, the, 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 the – there's a book, the, the Dan Millman book I always talk about on here, The Way of Peaceful Warrior. It talks about how we are all the same. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. It's four agreements. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. We are all the same. We, we should be able to see, each, see ourselves in each other. Mm-hmm. But the world creates this fog that prevents us from seeing that and what, that's what can encourage hate or encourage criticism. Mm-hmm. And so I meet someone that is much more affluent or more educated than me, and I can judge them right off the bat, or I can see what they have to offer. Yeah, And I can see who they truly are. And mm-hmm. that brings me to the second thing, which you touched on. What I've learned the most, and I've, I've always had an idea of this because it's, it worked for me, what resonated with me. But what I've had to figure out, <laughs> if you are not willing to demonstrate your vulnerabilities openly, then you cannot expect true buy-in from people you are trying to lead, people you're trying yeah. to help. If you always... And I, I see this in a lot of coaches and a lot of personal trainers where they, they, they play the game. I used to struggle with that. Oh. It reminds me of – actually, I'll be real specific. It reminds me of like passive income videos on YouTube. Mm. seems like every guy that does a passive income video on YouTube, which is like – for those that don't know what I'm talking about, the vi- any video where it's like make $1,000 from your bed. Yeah. There's a lot of that on YouTube right now. Six easy ways to make one grand in one L- month. Literally. That's, I think, the video I watched yesterday. <laughs> um, and every guy starts with, I used to be you. <laughs> and you're looking at this chubby, ugly dude, and you're going, you're still me, bro. Like, yeah. you're still, you, what? Just because you're about to tell me how you made $1,000 on something that your mom bought you doesn't mean you're not me. Like, yeah. but that's their line every time. Yeah. But what happens? I disconnect from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. 
as soon as I'm be- you're better than me, then I don't need to learn from you. Yeah. I want to learn from someone that's in it with me. Yeah. And so for us, if it's something that we've overcome, mm-hmm. you know, an easy one is like having the mindset to attack a barbell. It's yeah. easy for you. That's easy for you. Mm-hmm. So it would also be easy for you to look at an athlete that struggles with that and be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. And it's even, and that's not even not being a good coach. It's literally like, it's, it's easy. Just pick it up and throw it. Yeah. But it's that, it's understanding that just because you've overcome it mm-hmm. doesn't mean everyone else has and doesn't mean it will be easy for them to do. You need to be yeah. in there with them. You need to be telling about the time that you were scared to do it. Yeah. You need to be telling about the time that you couldn't figure it out. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite stories, the overhead squat. I like, and I cannot empathize. My story doesn't do it justice. Logan Clark was the coach of my class. We did Nancy at 8.30 at 15.25 back in 2011, 2010, 2011. And I got smoked. And there was Shh, nobody that you would have considered an athlete in that class. I got, I got like, it was 23 minutes for me. Um, the average on Nancy's 15 to 17, okay? Yes. And I got smoked by, and I'll be very upfront, a bunch of women that had no intention of working out hard. Mm-hmm. And they crushed me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. It was yeah. so humbling. What? And I, I'm I was, a guy. I didn't humble myself then. I let yeah. my ego. I did 95 the whole time. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a win. That's the Not worst. Not a win. That's the worst. And so now I get to tell people because I watch them struggle. So I'm like, hey, it's okay to not be able to figure this out. Yeah. That is totally normal. This is yeah. weird. What I'm asking you to do is totally weird. Mm-hmm. But if I can't tap into that vulnerability, because even in that where I come up to you and I say, hey, man, it's cool. This is weird. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, you're just saying that. So then yeah. I sometimes no, I have to there. follow up with like, no, no, no. Let me tell you a story about my ass getting smoked by people. Yeah. And it was all because I let my ego get in the way. It is okay to not understand something. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to be able to be truly authentic. And that means we have to be confident enough in self to open ourselves up to or open up those vulnerabilities to our, our athletes. Mm-hmm. And I say it all the time to newer athletes. Like, ah, it took me forever to get this movement. So I do not expect you to get it right now. Just do what you can right now. Do what I tell you to do. I'll help you out as much as possible. And the coaches that, we've, that have had the hardest time assimilating into our culture are the coaches that have had the hardest time opening up their, about their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the ones that have always had it figured out. They always know too much. They always are smarter. They, yeah. and, and you go, I get it, man. Maybe you are. They're not. But maybe you yeah. are. But it doesn't matter if you are. Yeah. Because you still have to be able to strip yourself down. Mm-hmm. One of my, my favorite stories is at my old gym, that I, the first gym I owned, one of my coaches went to a USAW level one cert. If you want to be an Olympic weightlifting coach, it's kind of your the entry level uh, certification. But if you're a CrossFit coach, especially a CrossFit coach who knows your stuff, it's not really necessary. If you go, it's real fundamental stuff, and there's nothing wrong with fundamentals. But my point is you could legitimately go and, and learn very little for how much you pay and the two days it takes. Okay? Well, here's my thing. If you're going to go to something, I think we can learn from anything. Yeah. I think we can learn from anything. Okay, even if it's what not to do, even if it's, oh, man, I didn't like how long we were with the PVC pipe. I don't want my athletes to feel that there's always something you could learn. Mm -hmm. And I asked him when he got back, like, hey, man, what'd you learn? And he literally goes nothing. And I go, "Okay, I get it. But like, like, did you take anything from it? He goes, no, it's pretty much waste time. And it just rubbed me the wrong way because yeah. we always have an – we should never be too good for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so I've, I've learned that, and my clients – the athletes here have taught me that because if I do get a big head, if I do get a little inside myself, if I get stuck in my my feelings and I'm too good to, to come back down to earth, mm-hmm. they let me know, man, because yeah. it doesn't work. The energy in the class is weird, and it's on me, not on them. Mm-hmm. And so having to be truly authentic – and guess what? It also goes like when you're struggling. If you're not having a good day – it's a lot better for you to say up front, hey, man, it's been a rough day. Yeah. It's like, we're going to get through this. It's going to be a great class. But yeah. when I don't say it up front and I try to fake it, one, mm. I never make it. Yeah. Literally have never made it on a bad day without, like, burning up some point. Yeah. Like a little snap, a little mm-hmm. miscalculation. Um, and, two, when I do say it up front, everybody kind of, like, the tension in the room goes away because they can feel your bad day already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, you have to be transparent. You have to be honest. I you think could, transparency is really, really vital. That's so something that they weird, taught me very well. Weird thing you can't explain, but you could feel the energy in the room. Yes. You could definitely feel when someone has bad or good energy going through them. It's, it's weird. It's something we can't explain yet because we just brush it off. But I really believe in, like, the energy you give off, people will feel it. People could definitely feel that. Well... That's, I mean, I know you believe it. You believe because it it's true, man. At that, if there's any argument, I, I, I cannot imagine what the argument would be because we can use me as an example. 
everybody in this building knows when I'm being an asshole. Not, and I don't mean from hearing me. Like if I'm in a bad mood, and I, I've always said if I step outside this office door, the whole gym feels it. And I'm not trying to be like self-centered. I'm saying like we have power. We mm-hmm. have so, and not coaches, everybody, every mm-hmm. human being has power oh, yeah. and it's energy and you emanate energy. It's an aura. If it's that, that's too hippy dippy for you. That's fine. But like, come sit next to me when I'm being an asshole. Even if I'm not being an asshole to you, you don't want to be next to me. Mm-hmm. I'm ruining your day. Dogs could feel it. You know, my Jax, Jax is hypersensitive to my emotion. It's so cool. Like he can feel my mood change without me taking any action. Mm-hmm. If I just go, if I get news on the phone, he can't even hear it. He like senses it, and he'll either he'll either rub up against me, come like lean, like real awkward, like yeah. lay into me, yeah. or he'll get get yeah. away from me. Yeah. Say, like, hey, don't, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry, it's gonna be okay. If there's any anger in my voice, like not even at him. If 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 I'm just if I go, if I just take a deep aggressive sigh in a closet, he'll go get in the shower. <laughs> Shit. Like, he feels it. He's super sensitive to it. And I'm grateful for that because it teaches me yeah. how powerful we are. Yeah. And, and so it now makes yourself aware. I have to be responsible for my energy on you, my yeah. energy on athletes, my energy on everybody else. Because yeah. if my dog's feeling that, I know that y'all can feel it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in some way. it's true. When you're in a great mood, man, the whole building is better. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we can't do it for ourselves. We do it for other people. Yeah. And we say yes. that a lot. And I don't, I think people roll their eyes. Literally someone rolled their eyes at me once in a class and I, I wanted to ask her to leave <laughs> because I mean it. And that's the stuff that really means something to me. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for other people. And for me, what I have to work on, what I've been working on is like, sometimes we think it's okay to be in a bad mood because like, I'm not affecting anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Do you know? No. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're just existing next to somebody. And what if you're in a public space and they're having a real bad day and then they get your bad vibes and that yeah. push them over the edge. Yeah. Whatever that edge may be, you push them over the edge. Yeah, people are crazy. Like we have responsibility to manage ourselves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have to do our best to make the best of situations. And that's something that was not something I agreed to a couple of years ago. But uh, the evolution of this business and working with these athletes, it's something that has come into focus for me, mm-hmm. and it's something I'm actively working on. So, yeah. and then it shows that you're not alone too when you like show your vulnerabilities to other people who have those. Some people may have the same vulnerability as you. The same, you may be going through the same things, living two totally different lives. And then it shows that, hey, we have a connection here, even though it's not the best connection to have, but we are relatable right here. So we, you become closer to that athlete just for that. So it's, it's, that's, that's, that's a big thing. That's yeah. a big thing. I think you're spot on, man. Spot on. Um, so today's coffee, you went back to Boomtown, correct? Correct. Correct. Of course. How was, uh. How was Boomtown this morning? Good, good, fast. Started with the line. I was like, uh-oh, but it went through quick. You know, it went by quick. It went by fast. I have an iced Americano this time. You know, I really like Americanos. I, you, you know, I feel like I like espresso more now. Well, I, I do now, for sure. Yeah, like, for sure. Do you just, how fast do you drink it? Like a coffee. Okay, okay, okay. Like, have you ever s- just sipped on a shot, though? A shot? Well, okay. I feel like like a could, hot, like a shot, yeah, like just a shot of not, espresso, not on ice, not, not on ice, not in your coffee. Like, have no, you sipped on one? Not, not any time recently. I feel like I could do that. Like I kind of on one of the Saturdays, me and Miranda, like I had it out, but I just like took sips and sips and sips till it was gone. Right. This is enjoyable. Like I, I really like espresso. I'll tell you the the Americano, the ice Americano I make off that machine is is pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. It's creamy. It's mm-hmm. it's really really delicious. Mm-hmm. And have you had the? Uh, the blonde roast Americano, iced Americano yeah, at Starbucks. Starbucks. I enjoy stuff. that as that's well. Good stuff right there. It's not as creamy as that. I think these were better, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but it's really good. Yeah, I think and it's it, lighter. To me, it's be- yeah, it's better than the normal iced Americano. It's real good. Well, stuff. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but many people like contrary to like the most common belief, espresso a shot of espresso has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. It's a volume thing, you know. It's a volume. It's the ratios. So you could get away with drinking. Multiple espresso shots throughout the throughout the day because it's less caffeine per shot. Okay. Like multiple cups of coffee, you're doing way more caffeine than multiple shots okay. in a day. Because some people like I was listening to podcasts and this one who's like, yeah, I do multiple shots in a day. And he's like, well, yeah. well that makes sense because there's less caffeine in a shot. I mean, yeah. So if you had espresso, like the amount of espresso, like a cup of espresso and a cup of coffee, okay, yeah, 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 that's a shitload of caffeine right there. But because it's only a shot at a time or even a double, like. I think even a double's still around the same, like almost the same as a cup of coffee, if not barely a little yeah, more. Yeah, I think 
it's very interesting. Mm. I, as science improves, as monitoring things improve, I am not going to be shocked at all if, like, over 50% of the impact of coffee is placebo. <laughs> yeah. Like, you give me a nice coffee, I drink it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Next day, give me a nice coffee and put a shot in it. I drink it and I act like I'm wired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Research then suggests that actually it was the same stimulus. And that actually I shouldn't have been more wired at all because maybe I was more tired. Yeah. But it was because I believed in that espresso shot. Well, and the mind is that powerful. I mean, uh, yeah, I, b- I believe that. I believe that to an extent. Although there was that one episode where we like had multiple espresso shots and then people said that we were talking way too fast. So then why was that more? Ca- why did we get more wired on that? It, it, like, know. was it because it was so fresh? It's possible. Because you ground it and then you poured it. And it was like, oh, it was it was from whole bean to dr- drinking in yeah. five minutes. Yeah. So it could be. Unlocked more. It's possible. I know for me for a fact, like if, if there was a doctor out there that could measure this, I know for a fact that coffee is at least 50% placebo to me. That just the so. act of having it makes me mm-hmm. feel awake. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, buy, I go out and buy coffee a lot less. One, because I'm making my own. But two, like one day I was like, man, I... I go out to buy coffee way too much. Like, it's just because yeah. I want to do it. Like, it's not even a need anymore. It's just a want. Yeah. You know, like, you should, I don't know about you should, but coffee should be like, I need the, I need the caffeine. I need that little energy boost. That's it. Right. Now it's more of a pleasure thing. Now it's a treat. Like, oh, I want some coffee. Like, I can find myself <laughs> just wanting coffee throughout the day. Like, I don't need any more caffeine, you know? I haven't bought a bang in so long. Now what I'm doing is just my pour over in the morning and trying not to have as much caffeine. Mm. I feel like that's helped. Help helps, a little bit. Helps what? I don't know. Not have too much caffeine. Okay. Who knows? Does it make you sleep better? I feel like so. I feel like I fall asleep quicker. Okay. Because I feel like that would be an obvious impact. Yeah. I feel like I fall asleep quicker. Like, I'm not staring at the wall so much. That's also, who knows what's in a bang, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> who, who energy drinks in general? Like, yeah. I, I enjoy bangs. I think. They're I, good. I, I like bangs. But if, if, if you think that's going to get me to say that I think they're healthy oh, yeah, or yeah. good choices no, no i think no, it, it's a little not. bit of a vice for me like yeah i enjoy the sweet flavor and it tastes like chemicals it tastes like it's manufactured mm-hmm. and and what i think fruit did they get this bang from you know? i think that 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 can be okay but it, it's it's i'm not drinking it because i'm like i think this is a superior supplement for yeah. working out yeah i, mean, I slam some pre-workout powder like yeah, it's coq10 and creatine and bca which it probably doesn't even have like I, you put a little Tear dro- or eyedropper in there of that, and, yeah. and then say it's full. Um, and just be a carbonated juice is all it is. I mean, literally, <laughs> probably, idiots. <laughs> they think there's what we're dealing with. They think they're getting energy from this. Well, I mean, it, but it could be right. Like that literally is probably the business. Yeah, it could all be a lie. It could all be a lie, folks. Business, business <laughs> is is funky. You get to kind of say whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I mean, Pep- Pepsi got pissed off at CrossFit for changing one of their Gatorade. Logo to was it hyponatremia? Mm-hmm. Uh, hyponatremia, but I mean, yeah. CrossFit's if you don't know, uh, PepsiCo um, sent CrossFit a cease and desist letter because yeah. of their campaign for hyponatremia as it pertains to Gatorade and what they're calling uh, Pepsi's deadly Gatorade campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they used some artwork that depicted Gatorade in an unflattering light, I believe yeah. is the way to... Instead of Gatorade, it said hyponatremia. Yeah. You and know, the so orange bolt with the green But letters. as CrossFit said, CrossFit's not going to back down from that. No. So they uh, let Gator- or let Pepsi know that they were... They're in the right. They fell within the fair terms of use or fair use terms of whatever. Yeah, um, something like that. And so they will not be ceasing nor desisting. And... Mm-hmm. They're going to continue with the campaign, and it's a fascinating campaign because because it does call the light some questionable research mm-hmm. and some questionable practices. Gatorade is not the ideal um, replenisher of electrolytes, especially mm. for not high-level athletes. Yeah, It's basically water and sugar, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's fine. And if you like Gatorade after you run your 50-milers and the, at the rest stops and all that stuff, go for it. But the problem is we have some of it here. When yeah. you're carrying it in here pre-workout, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Put get some water and put a little sea salt in there, and that's all you need. Okay, um, that that's the sodium, the sea salt has the nutrients you're looking for to help it's you retain. Too simple, and stay bro. It's too simple. I know it's too simple. I it's too cheap too. Like I just saved you a ton of money. Don't buy Gatorade. I need, but I need my colored, f- flavored 
artificially flavored, artificially well, colored. Well, that's it, man. I'm, we got stuck on that as kids. They used to promote that to kids all the mm-hmm. time. So then you come up thinking Gatorade's the tits. and Michael Jordan sweating neon, that, neon those green. Those are cool commercials. Those are cool commercials. Really cool commercials. Those were some pretty cool commercials. That's how they get you. They're like, oh, that's cool. I want to sweat Gatorade. I want to sweat Gatorade. How yeah. do I sweat Gatorade, Mom? Yeah. Yeah, how do I sweat Gatorade? Mom, get me purple. There you go. Give me purple Gatorade. My favorite was the lime. Mine was, uh, I like the orange or the yellow. I like the basics. You can't, the the you purple can't frost was good. Real purple frost good. was good. Yeah, it was. Purple frost was good. Purple frost was the shit. But like when I was hungover back in the drinking days, orange Gatorade, frosty orange, like freeze it a little bit. Mm. Ooh, that was good mm. hangover medicine. Right you can't, there. you can't mess up orange. You know, how'd we get here? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, folks. What were you talking about? You start talking about PepsiCo. That's true. That's very true. Let's rewind a bit. We were talking about we had gone through the uh, what we have learned over the past few years mm-hmm. from our athletes, what our athletes have taught us, mm-hmm. because we've been very, very fortunate to work with so so many amazing, amazing people. You know, I can kind of say even the business side too. Like we're discovering, like it may like we feel like we're stuck in a rut, but like we're really like kicking ass and we're doing better than most places that are like shutting down. Uh, athletes being more open to telling us, hey, you're you're doing a great job. You know, like I feel like. Our people, our people who've been here long as well, have grown. Like they've evolved as well in character. Yes. Whether it's like making like like whether it's physical progress or like yeah whatever like that too. But like for the most part, I feel like our athletes who've been with us for a while have like evolved as well. Like become better community members, become better athletes for the most part. Like in terms of listening. Well, look at look at how many different groups now are hanging out outside the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look at how many of them aren't exclusive they're letting like it's always a different mix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because there's plenty of clicks and plenty of gyms across the world yeah but i mean there are people here that i'm assuming are going to be lifelong friends now yeah like they they are talking about whether it's weddings or babies or whatever they're involving each other mm-hmm. to a very high degree and they didn't know yeah. each other from adam like they didn't know yeah. any, anything about each relationships other relationships have in. started here and yes i mean this weekend well, samantha and ryan getting married samantha and ryan met they here, met here. married <laughs> Chloe and Chris will be getting married soon. Yeah, they met here. That's that's nuts. We've had about seven babies here. Um, <laughs> have an eighth one coming. And a lot of friendships. A lot of friendships. And so, yeah, man. Lots of friendships. Our our mothers, you know? Yeah, that's true. Well, and I think that's. That's an example. That's the best example of growth, in my opinion. Is both 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 parents because. They've both come out of their shell and, and grown much more comfortable in environments that they would have been very and sometimes still are very intimidated yeah. by. And it's a testament to one, their intestinal fortitude, their choice to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's also a testament to the people around them accepting them and wanting them here and, and being welcoming, which then plays to your larger point of as a community, our community has continued to evolve into better humans, mm-hmm. um, which is always the goal. The goal here is to evolve into better humans, not just better yeah. performers, better humans. Better humans. You want to be a better person, and that means for yourself and for others. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do think that the – Just fitness is our vessel to get you there. The mm-hmm. mom the mom, and de- the mom thing is is really, really powerful. Anybody that meets Dane, anybody that meets Sue, they, they're always blown away that, one, that moms are, are doing this. And they're one putting up with their sons, boss them around. Yeah. Uh, but two, that they have such uh, positive attitudes while they're in here, and they work so hard. And so, yeah, I think that represents they they are they are a good example of the community of the larger community, mm-hmm. in their attitude and the evolution of that. So I think that's fantastic. Um, the business has changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Expansion of sorts. Yeah. How we run things. I don't know. It's yeah. definitely changed. It's No, it's, it's had to because the demands are different. The demands we place on ourselves and the demands of the athletes are different. Mm-hmm. And the, the fitness industry has evolved. And maybe not for the better, but it has at least moved the standard. And we have to continue to move with it. Mm-hmm. And... As you've said, gyms have closed. So many gyms have closed and are closing, or or for, or whatever, basically closing. And that is yes, a nice encouraging thing for us. But at the same time, it doesn't mean anything uh, for us. We're not in competition with them. We're in competition mm-hmm. with ourselves. And 
it doesn't matter what happens around the corner, what happens across the city, because what we do is so different than what they do. And not to pretend that we're not in the, the same activity. Hey, let's sweat and work out. Yeah. But I truly believe when you look at how other people run, run the show, first of all, they don't even see it as a show. Um, they don't see it as a need to connect. We are doing something completely different. We're in a different business. We're in a different category. We are closer to – it's interesting because at times I think we're closer to a social club. We're closer to a church. We're yeah. closer to like an, uh, the, a bar as it's depicted in TV where yeah. people come together for one reason, but they end up leaving with friendships. Yeah, I don't think we're in the – I've, I've said this in blogs. I've said this to everybody I've ever hired. We are not in the gym business. We're not in the fitness business because that then just makes it – all I got to do is put you through a workout. Mm-hmm. I don't have to care. Mm-hmm. Anybody about trainers? Supposed to, they don't, though. They don't. They don't. And so why should we look at ourselves as being the same as them if they are operating to a standard that we don't want to operate to? And that's something that's evolved because for a while I did think we were in the gym business, and I kind of ran my head against the wall struggling with that. Because if we're in the gym business, then we got to be gimmicky. We got to be fatty. We got to go. We got to get different machines in here and all this stuff. And then in two years, we got to change it, you know? And oh, we goodness. don't prioritize the betterment of our athletes. And that's <laughs> not what I want to do. I don't know. It's all very, very interesting. That's all I got on that. So, Yada had a story from yesterday. Okay. They had an Easter egg hunt at her school. Sure. They had only 15 eggs in there. 15 it was, it was for the faculty. So, there's that. And um, she already, like, she had her spot down. Knew where she wanted to run because it's like this one back office. Like she's like, okay, I'm gonna go that way. It's the, the coffee room, right? Like there has to be one in there. And her her thing was she ran like she sprinted over there, sprinted. Yeah. And like her thing was her discovery, her realization was, hey, I'm not tired from this sprint. Like she raced another teacher there, and she felt fine afterwards. Yeah. In the past, it'd be like, I'm winded, but no, like I'm fine. I'm great. Like, Sprinted. She says she dropped her phone in the hallway. A teacher came over room that found an egg, and she hit her in the eye on the way over there. Like it's, it was just one hell of a story. But like her thing was like, I wasn't tired after that run. Like I literally just out of three, two, one, go sprint. Right. I felt great. Right. I was like, shit. Like that's like that's that's where this comes into play. Like it's not just like you're gonna get better at lifting weights. No, you're gonna get better at life. Yeah. Uh, you know, Annabelle had a story how she had uh, hiked up this hill in the, like near the river, like that used to like tire her out i brought up charlotte in the past how she grows bamboo like in her not by choice but just grows like crazy and yeah it used to take her days to get the job done as far as cutting it down now she gets it done in a few hours like it this goes out it's it's outside of the gym yeah it's not just so we got some ideas but let me speak to that as well i completely agree so uh the question that was related to us last night was kind of how does our program or curriculum apply to oh now y'all want to yeah now they want now that we're almost out of time <laughs> now that we're almost I out of time y'all for the topics we'll get we'll, to some we'll, we'll write these down um but because the sport thing's easy because that crossfit is the foundation of it uh nutrition is the foundation of everything and i put the hierarchy of performance on the facebook page I'll put it in the show notes for this podcast if you listen to it later. And it's a CrossFit Journal article, but basically at the foundation of nutrition. So even before general physical preparedness, which is just a general training program, which is what we do here, you have to eat right. If you're not eating right, then it doesn't matter if you work out, okay, because you can't outwork a bad diet. We talked about that. But the reason that this curriculum or CrossFit prepares you for sport is because sport, when you train for a sport specifically, you are at odds with your health. You are not doing what's best for your health, especially once you get into the competitive structure. And what do I mean by that? Because surely an athlete is healthier than a sedentary person. Maybe, maybe not. We're not even going to go into like trauma from the sports. We're not talking about football where you're hitting your head. We're saying that in football, you have to be very good at 10 to 15, five to five to 15 seconds of effort. Mm-hmm. You've got to be very explosive and very like sprint fast. Mm-hmm. You do not need to be endurance fast. No. You do not need to have like long-term stamina mm-hmm. because you're also subbed in and out of the game. So what you have to prioritize in order to succeed is that explosiveness. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, when you anytime you go out of balance, you are now sacrificing health markers. And it is okay. It is okay. Runners out there. If you like to run, running is great. Running, cardiorespiratory, all that stuff. That is great. But you are sacrificing strength. You are sacrificing mobility if you do not also have a general physical preparedness program involved. So if you ever met a runner, especially like older runners run their whole life, and that's great. They love it. But like I remember when I was doing the races, there was like every race had like a few of the older men and women 
and they loved to run. And they, it was amazing to see someone that was 50 or 60 or 70 trucking around these courses. But their positions were uh, awful. Hunched over. Absolutely, just, because they didn't have a general physical preparedness to balance out. so used to having their arms in a flex position. They literally shortened they their biceps. lived in a running position. They mm -hmm. lived in a, I'm finishing my last mile position. Mm -hmm. And so when they ran, it, they just exacerbated that position because they didn't have balance. Yeah. Okay? So running, you never would have a full range of motion in the squat, right? Yeah. So those tendons and ligaments never have to lengthen for that position. Mm -hmm. Well, that means stiff knees. That means stiff joints. So if you're coming across for two to three times a week and then Step doing your runs too. two to three times a week, you're then getting that balance. You're getting blood through all of the tissue, mm -hmm. not just the tissue you run just for running. And mm -hmm. so I'm not picking on running. Running is amazing, amazing. It's just the most common sport, the most common sport that is taken part in. Okay? See, it's, and it's also because it's, it's an easy thing to do. Put on some running shoes and then go outside and enjoy the day. That's a good way to get your Absolutely. heart rate up. Absolutely. But add some squats and push-ups to that and some pull-ups. You'll be fine. And so with what we do here, we have a little bit of a strength bias. We do lean towards strength, but we counteract that with longer workouts. We counteract that with plenty of running. We get told mm -hmm. all the time we run too much, yeah. which is not true. Not true. Um, we counteract sure it with gymnastics, which all these things are a part of that hierarchy. And at the top of the hierarchy is sport. So really, before you go sprint a half marathon, you should be having a couple of months of general physical preparedness under your belt. You should be having some weightlifting, some gymnastics under your belt because now you know your body is doing what it's capable of doing, and now let's see it perform in a specific endeavor. Theoretically, that is how this is supposed to go. Janai asked a great question. What is the most frustrating aspect of coaching, and what is the most rewarding? And, and without getting us in trouble here. When people don't listen, when we scale them, that's, that's the one. You like hey, that do one? this, don't do that. That one bothers you the most? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you to be a dick. I'm telling you because I see how you move. I see how you perform often. Yeah. I'm scaling you so you could do the workout as I would do it. Yeah, with I, I, I agree with that. Uh, mine's a little bit different, but speaking to that, because I've had issues with that this week, actually, and it's only been one athlete, and she, she has access to this part of me more quickly than others. When people don't listen like that, and I'm not saying don't hear you. I'm not saying don't pay attention because that's a whole different frustration. But I'm saying don't listen. Yeah. Like you have eye contact. You say the words. They, I, you know they hear, and then they do not do. And I'm not yeah. talking about a cue in a weightlifting movement or anything. I'm saying, hey, 10-minute cutoff. At 10 minutes, you're done. Yeah. And then they're casually in the back corner continue to move. Yeah. Okay? When I say get your butt down in a plank hold and you tell me that that's not how it's done, when I say that you're not standing all the way up in your squat and you tell me that you are, like, I don't know if you know this. We do this every day. We're fucking good at what we do. We are so fucking good at what we do. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that you don't want your coach to be an expert because, like, we're supposed to be just these bros that work out and we, like, live in pajamas and all this stuff. But that's not how we do things here. I'm sorry that was your coaches in the past, but we are experts. Doesn't mean we don't have more to learn. But when we say something, there are years Years of experience behind those Shit, words, years, yeah. okay? Yes, there are things that maybe aren't ideal for you or maybe you don't understand, and we do have to take the time to explain those, but we do do that when we have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the most frustrating thing for me is when someone disregards something me or yeah. one of our coaches says yeah. as if they know better when there's no reason they would know better. Yeah. Like there's no... Oh, because you've been doing – and that, that's literally never been the case. In fact, the best coaches are the best athletes because they listen, okay? Mm -hmm. They understand what it's like to be led. The other thing that's most frustrating is, like, every time someone makes a class tougher to be led, I want to be like, hey, all you're telling me is that you have never been in a leadership position. Yeah. You have never once been asked to lead a meeting. You've never been once to stand in front of a class. You should be embarrassed mm -hmm. because you are showing that you have no idea what the expectation is when someone is leading you. Yeah. My thing is – and this is more from being an idealist. It is really, and it's not fair. This is, it's frustrating for me. This is personal. It's not fair to the athlete. When an athlete wants this to just be a workout, it's a letdown uh. for me. And again, that's not right. It's, 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 people should be able to come in here and they just want to get their workout in. Mm -hmm. But like, whether it's like wanting them to be excited to be here. Yeah. And it's just because that's, that's like, I'm just here because I like to eat cupcakes. This job is too hard. Like, the stress of this is too hard for you to be apathetic while you're in these, these four walls. Mm -hmm. But I would say that what you have has more weight in terms of general conversation. Well, I mean, like, like just don't, like, for you, it'd be more like you would be a totally be 
not you, but like the athlete that you're just talking about would be totally better if they just came in and said hi to everyone. Like that'd be big. So like you just you say hi to everyone. You're friendly. Like if you just want to come in here and get a workout in, at least be friendly to everyone. Right. Be be open to a little conversation. Don't just come in and come out by. And if that is the case, like maybe you have something going on where that's all you can do. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Actually, I had an athlete be like, hey, you know, I do this because that. Like, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. Now so, I know. Absolutely. Now I know. Absolutely. Now I don't think you're a dick. Now I don't think you're an asshole. Like, I didn't say that, but like, like no, that's, but uh, that's like that, that was the, not, that was the result of that conversation. Communicate. Yes. Communication. Yes. So then let's flip it real quick. We got about five, ten minutes left. Yeah. What's the most rewarding thing? Uh, when people tell me stories about how like they're noticing. Yes. That this is working outside the gym, yes. like that. The the no, re- realizing that yes, oh, this is benefiting me. That's yes. the most rewarding thing. Yes, and and for me, uh, and and uh, having the privilege of having done this for for as long as I have, I can get even more specific. When people who were hopeless come and say that because of what they're doing here and the mm-hmm. people they meet, it's not yeah. just our workouts. It's not just us. Mm-hmm. But because of their experience here, yeah, their entire life is better. Yeah, there's someone here. I never had friends before this. There's there's someone here who, when he first came in in Lindale, he was a mess. And you know, he's it's, it'd be fun to call him a mess now. He's not with us in terms of membership. Um, he he's pulled away from because of work. But he now has a job because of connections he made here. And he got his first job because of connections he made here. Like everything that has happened good in his life is because of the amazing people that he met here. Mm-hmm. That's what's meaningful. Yeah. Um, I love when you like a workout. I love it. I yeah. love when you all like a workout. When you're like, man, that was fun. That makes my heart feel warm and fuzzy. That's yeah. great. But it pales in comparison to like I thought I was going to be on medication the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be miserable the rest of my life. And we are so fortunate. Because we've laid the groundwork, and the client, the athletes have run with it and built it from there. We laid it down, but they built on top mm-hmm. of it. And now we have a community where amazing stuff happens. Yeah. And so, and yeah. That's, that's been one of them, too. I'm off medication. I can do this now. It's I huge. can do this on my own now. So this doesn't take so long. When it, I mean, basically, like, when a plan comes together, Janai, like, the most rewarding thing is, like, when it all comes together. Because this isn't about a workout. Mm-hmm. The, the workout facilitates your experience, and your experience makes your life better. And so, yeah, that's to me, that's the most rewarding. I agree with you on that, Joel. I think it's a good note. That's a good one to no, end I, on. I think so. I'll see if there's a fun one, maybe. I'm, What's I'm your favorite sure. food? Favorite food? Yeah. That's a tough question. That's a, like, yeah, that's a tough one. Why do we ask that like of each other, like 16 years old? I don't know. What's your favorite food? Cool, because like food, food brings happiness. Like it's, it's unlike like, pizza. It's some well some, now like adults are like well I like a medium thin crust pizza with pineapples and barbecue sauce. If you just said pizza, it'd like leave too much open. Have you ever had that? No, hell no. It sounds good. I'm not a I'm not a pineapple <laughs> guy. I am. I'm not an anti pineapple. I don't understand the anti pineapple. Like yeah, those those are, yeah those those are, those are always funny. Who cares? I, I get sent that a lot. Uh, Mod Pizza is getting getting pineapple in. Have been Did they not? No, I haven't been there. No, I've yet to go. There. It's like the Subway of pizza, right? It's let's say Chipotle. There doesn't need to be a subway of anything. <laughs> subway shouldn't even be a subway. Subway. Eat fresh. It's the Chipotle of pizza, and it's it's real smooth. It's cheap. Like, eat, for as much as you get, you don't end up paying that much. I've been there. I need to go. I, can, I don't know how they haven't had pineapples since the, since the beginning. Because not that many people give it. <sighs> I guess. They have the data, bro. I guess they have the data. They have the data. Whatever. Um, what statistics are y'all reading? I don't know. I don't know about favorite food. I don't. I don't know what I would say. You know what? I, oh yeah, I do know. I do know what it is. Like my favorite is a huge baked potato. That's interesting. Baked potato with all the fixings yeah. and the meat, except for the chives. Is there onions. anywhere to get one, or do you make it yourself? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I should try that. No. So there used to be this this little spot in my neighborhood that yep. it burned to the ground. Literally, it burned to the ground. Okay. And now there's a, a car sales lot there. So I think it's a consp- I think that it was the people who wanted to put the lot there that burned the place down. I am dead serious. They burnt it down. It used to be a place called McAllister's, and McAllister's sold giant spuds. And spuds. they also had great sweet tea, and they had good sandwiches. Mm-hmm. McAllister's. It was a chain. It was all over the country. And I guess it just – I think it still exists in places. It's just not mm-hmm. around here. Um, it was a suburban place. It was always out outside 610 different places. Um, and 
Pregnant. My mom said she was pregnant. I mean, she had a baked potato almost every day. Well, maybe that's why you like it so much. I know. That's, that's, my, that's, that's what I think. But, man, I like me a good old baked potato. Right now. I haven't had one in a while. I, 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 the only thing that comes to mind is like my, I, I, I eat more plantains than anybody y'all know. I'll say that. I have an addiction to plantains. Have you gone to Churrasco's yet? Yes. Okay, yeah, they're plantains Madison with the salsa. Took me, took me for my birthday, and yes. it was perfect. It was it's perfect good. restaurant, it's perfect delicious. experience, perfect plantains. Did you go for brunch? No, we went for okay. dinner. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah, it they was have, they have so a, good. It's a table, and it's just they intentionally put the bowl, and then they're like spilling out the bowl on the table. Yeah. When you go to brunch. Yeah. And that like you just it's just nuts. They have everything. Yeah. You got to go go to Churrasco's for brunch. It's awesome. No, they gave me a tres leche, and they burned off a bunch of one fifty one rum on a wine glass and put oh on a God. whole show and like nice. It was incredible. Nice. It was incredible. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. We'll take some of these questions the next week. Thanks mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Papa's Barbecue for Baked Potatoes. Thank you, Jay. There you go. Fogade Chow. I'm going in June. That's why oh, I take Madison know. for her birthday. Whoop, whoop. So that's a great recommendation. And if you go for lunch, which is like till 3, so if you go before 3, you pay a little bit cheaper. Ah, so that's how you sneak in there. I see. Still not cheap, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for endless meat, endless perfect yeah. meat. Endless meat. It's a pretty damn good Keep deal. Keep that card green, y'all. Oh, Robert, where were you, man? Why did you start Black Wolf? I need you oh, to yeah. tune in next week earlier in the podcast with that screenshot. Big one of a question. Well, we can't forget that one. If y'all wrestled, who would win? Joel would win. <laughs> I don't know. I think you got better leverage. I don't know how to use it anymore. <laughs> so what's funny, Adam, is we both wrestled, but I only wrestled yeah. in middle school. Yeah. And so it's been way longer for me, and I was never I was I was competitive, but not I didn't go to high school to do it. So, I did my senior year of high school. So Joel, I wish I did all four years. That I, was an I awesome too, man. sport. Looking back, man, that's an awesome sport. Holy yes. shit! Yes, and then and then we hear about it more with what's with with he who shall not be named on this podcast. Podcast. Forrest Griffin was on the other day, <laughs> and he was like, "In high school, I walk in this room, and it's a bunch of dudes working their ass off and suffering and sweating, and it's hot. And then I go to the next room, and it's the gymnasium, and it's a bunch of dudes in tank tops and air conditioners shooting some baskets whenever they want to. What do you think I chose?" And you're like, wrestling goes, no, basketball, way easier. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That was my thing. I was like, I don't want to be smothered by dudes. No, I don't want that. And then I do it in his senior year of high school. I'm like, man, I wish I did this all four years. It was, it was the best. There's something you learn about yourself by having your face just rubbed on a mat like oh. every day. of My first meet, I got a big slash across my forehead. I don't know how it happened. I just remember them stopping like, oh, whoa, 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 you're bleeding. I'm like, what? And I wiped my hand with the back of my head. My whole hand was just covered in blood. I'm like, what happened? Did your head get a fiberglass in it? Like. I don't know what happened. They're just a nice little slash cross. Like, Thank y'all for coming right through now. at the end. Now we're late, but that's no. fine. Y'all are awesome. Happy Friday. It is Easter. Regular schedule here, but I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous Easter week. Woo! We'll see y'all next week for episode 51. That's the podcast, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.